Welcome to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. Kintsugi Life is about learning, growing and strengthening from the times of adversity and challenge that we all go through. It's about valuing them as part of what makes us who we are. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode, I want to share what I've learned from going relatively off the grid for a month, and also talk about why it is that I'm reluctant to plug back in now that I'm back in the world of normality again. This August, I decided to unplug as much as possible from the notional grid of information and technology that dominates my life to what I feel is an uncomfortable extent. It came about as a side effect of a cobbled together summer vacation with my wife and kids. COVID-19 had put a dampener on our intended plans for the summer, as it had for most of this year, and like most people. With overseas travel an impossibility, but paid time off work in abundant supply, we decided that for most of the month of August we'd go on a road trip around the UK with our teenage kids in tow. We planned to spend time visiting friends and family who we hadn't seen since before lockdown. We'd conclude the trip with a week in Cornwall, about as far south as you can get in the mainland UK, in search of a bit of reliable sunny weather. To minimise upheaval for our hosts, and to limit the albeit unlikely risk of becoming super spreaders amongst our nearest and dearest, we decided that we'd camp at their houses as much as possible. It seemed like a good opportunity to redress the balance in phone usage amongst our kids, and for me and my wife too, in the process. Lockdown had been the catalyst for our kids defaulting to their phones for amusement, and I felt that my usage was out of control too. The lack of facilities to charge devices while camping, combined with the loss of ubiquitous Wi-Fi, seemed to be the ideal conditions for encouraging us all to put down our phones and to find other things to do instead. I also felt like I owed it to my family to be fully present with them and to devote all my attention and energy to where I was in the moment. I wanted to experience full relaxation and to unwind from my day job and my writing side projects and so I undertook that I'd do nothing work-related during the month. My kids have been quick to revert to their previous phone usage patterns but they return to school today and how long I wonder it will be before the next lockdown comes so the use, at the moment at least, is naturally curtailed. First impressions seem to be that for them, the unplugging was an inconvenience to be suffered, rather than a life-changing experience. In my case though, there have been significant benefits that I want to retain for the long term. Preparation. It's important to prepare for anything if you want it to succeed, and that was certainly the case for this experiment. I decided to tell key people that I'd be going off-grid up front. I warned clients I'd be unavailable with plenty of notice. I set the expectation with co-workers covering my day job that I wasn't contactable unless my employer threatened redundancies. It felt extreme or even risky at the time, but nobody seemed the least bit concerned. The first lesson from the experiment then was perhaps that I'm not as indispensable as I'd thought. I set some basic rules for myself most significantly to not check my email at all during the month. I didn't set an out-of-office autoresponder, something which I've since considered would probably have been a smart thing to do. I deleted all but essential apps from my phone, and I closed all browser windows. 
I scheduled weekly messages to my email list, social media posts to my pages, and podcast episodes to be published in the month ahead. My intention was that I wouldn't carry my phone with me, but I would check it sporadically for emergency calls or text messages at the end of each day. With preparations made, I felt ready to proceed. So here's what I learned. First, a phone is a tool, not an essential of life. I now recognise my phone as a tool that has utility for specific purposes. It's not something that should be in my hand at all times or intrinsically woven into every task and every moment of the day. The only times I used the device were when I needed to make rather than to take a call, for texts to other family, for music and maps, for taking photographs and for obsessing over the weather forecast, for I am British after all. If I wanted to read, I picked up a book. If I wanted to note something down, I grabbed a pen and paper, rather than reaching for my phone and firing up an app. Since returning to normality, my phone's also been used for accessing online banking and dealing with minor admin tasks that I parked while on vacation. But generally speaking, I don't feel a need to return to reading or managing email on my phone or for any other purpose. It seems to me that when we're presented with a technical, technological solution, we humans feel compelled to use it to its full potential, and on every possible occasion, whether the use is justified or beneficial. It's been proven to me that while I could do more with my phone, it feels better in terms of my life balance not to default to doing so. Using my phone and my connection to the online world for minimal and defined purposes limits the risk of being seduced into doom-scrolling through social media or through mindless browsing. The next lesson is that it's easy to shake the habit of being perpetually plugged in. While I went into this exercise with trepidation over whether I'd default to old behaviours or feel like something was missing from my life by being unplugged, I actually found it pretty easy to adapt. I quickly stopped feeling like I was missing out on anything at all. I didn't feel compelled to check my phone regularly and I didn't find myself reaching for it whenever the opportunity presented itself. Habits take time to form, whether to do something or to not do something. What unplugging reaffirmed for me was that something that was truly valuable or beneficial to me might have seemed like more of a pain to let go of. The fact that I found it easy to let go of being plugged in and using my phone constantly suggests to me that the intrinsic benefit of it is truly limited. However, I did also find that it would be quite easy to get lured down the rabbit hole once again. At some point a week or two into being unplugged, I decided to check my email just once. It reminded me that amidst the spam and marketing emails, there were occasional messages that warranted my attention. The lesson was that I probably needed to make a cursory check for the important messages now and again for the rest of the month in the absence of a better plan. When I did this, and when I started to do this regularly, I found it took some effort to maintain the discipline to only scan through for important messages and to resist the temptation to read others out of curiosity or to start clearing down my inbox to delete the the junk. Once the phone was in my hand and I was effectively plugged back in, the lure was strong to revert to old ways. I can honestly say though that I didn't, but the risk was there nonetheless. The next lesson was that a lack of information isn't a problem. In fact, it's quite refreshing. The avoidance of information within news and social feeds proved to have zero detrimental effects for me. 
My friends haven't deserted me and the earth is still turning and I'm still informed enough to ensure that I'm able to live and support my family successfully without being dragged down by the numerous negative events and shock headlines that can't be avoided if I follow the news. I haven't become disconnected from my work, from my writing business and my business have, for having been unplugged for a month. Certainly not creating content during August has had an adverse effect on my stats. The degree to which I feel freed and refreshed by the break more than makes up for that. I don't feel like I've missed out on any opportunities through unplugging either, nor has it caused me difficulties or difficulties for others through being less immediately available. I could always be reached for genuine emergencies throughout the month, not that any occurred. I let all calls go to voicemail and I disabled notifications for texts and so on, allowing myself to pick up messages in my own time and deal with anything that needed attention when I chose. What was freeing was the knowledge that my agenda and priorities were my own to set and manage. I felt less like I was reactive to and driven by others. I felt more in control of what received my attention and what I chose to ignore. I now feel I'm more conscious of when and why I pick up my phone and plug into the grid. Going off grid while away from home was artificial as a condition for the experiment. Since being home I recognised the occasions and situations when I default to picking up my phone while waiting for the coffee to brew, during commercial breaks while watching TV, or when I should be paying attention to a call or a conversation. Being away from home and not working made it easier to become engrossed in other more pleasant activities. The times when I now seek a distraction from work and would previously have reached for my phone or opened a browser on my laptop are instead to be taken as opportunities to make, take a quick walk, pick up a book, or to meditate. It's reaffirming to me that the harmful, or at least non-helpful activities, are all the more so when they become our default, when we just resort to them out of habit. So my intention going forwards. I see no reason and feel no compulsion to return to using my phone more than I need to, or to make myself more accessible to others than I have to be. I may set an out-of-office on my email to inform others of my approach to email, and I'm certainly unsubscribing from as many email lists as I can since a good 95% of the messages that I had to clear down were basically spam or marketing. I'll continue to view my phone as a useful tool and a utility to aid in certain tasks though. I'm not going to deny the value it offers in many of its uses. We couldn't have got through the holiday without Google Maps or Spotify to accompany us on the long car journeys, for example. However, I'm not intending on relentlessly seeking out new apps that will broaden my phone usage beyond what's essential. I intend to keep my focus zoomed in upon the things and the people that really matter to me going forwards. That means perhaps to pay less attention to the noise and distraction of news and social media, and instead focusing on doing my work, caring for and interacting with friends and family, and trying to live my life in a way that makes me a contributor to, rather than a drain upon society and the environment. Inevitably, as a home worker with a job to do and side projects to keep ticking along, I need to be plugged into a degree and reachable by those with a legitimate reason to contact me. I recognise now though the extent to which I allow this to expand is totally mine to manage and determine. So I hope you found that useful and I hope me sharing my experiences of unplugging from the grid for a period of time might encourage you to think about ways in which you could do the same and see if it has any value for you. You may find it doesn't and that's absolutely fine but 
If you think there is some value, I urge you to try it, because you may be surprised by the results. So until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood with Kintsugi Life, saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.